0: This program contains techniques and exercises that can cause physical injury. Individuals involved in the production and those demonstrating their skills assume no responsibility for any injury or damage resulting from the execution of techniques and exercises presented herein. any doubts in my mind because I'm the best in the world, even though a lot of you don't like to hear it, I just, it's fact, I'm the best, you know what I mean, I sometimes I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth, I'm the best. Enough with the formality, I think we all know what's happening. It's time for the IC Robots show with your host, the champ, IC Robots. Greetings Earth people, I am from Jupiter, it is me again, your host, the Champ. I see robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak, and this week, this week, it is going to get so much less weak, we got a ton of fun stuff ahead of us, it's going to be a hoot, this is, this is the start of an all new adventure, let me, uh, man, you know, uh, the more things change, I got this thing here on the drive from DJ Iceberg, let me see if I can find it, hold it now, Get it. Yo, Iceberg, kick it on the ones and twos. Last gold contact. This gold contract. Last cold drift in. This cold contract. Last gold contact. This gold contract. Last cold drift in. This cold contract. Last gold contact. This cold Com I switch because ComTrax relieves my aches, pains, and fever. Contact doesn't. Black cold drift End. This cold ComTrax. I switch because ComTrex relieves all my major cold symptoms. stand doesn't relieve Com. Ah. ComTrex gives more kinds of relief than Driftan or Bayer. Next cold try ComTrex. It does more. You're listening to the IC Robot Show. Proud sponsor of the 1984 all valley Karate Championship. All right, it is me, your host, the Champ Icy Robots, and we are back, man! How weird it is, how great it is to be back up here on Callisto. Uh, uh, it means a lot. This is this is the start of a whole new deal, man. This is the first episode ever of the Icy Robots show, and it's it's kind of like a throwback to the old days. We we still stand for. The same things that we always have. I can hear you guys out there. You're asking. You're asking your dude. You're asking him. What do we stand for? I'll, I'll tell you. Let me let me put this in some simple words that we could all understand. And that includes myself. We stand for positive thoughts and positive action. Physical and mental fitness. And also in the words of the great immortal Jackie Moon. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. And when I say everybody that also that includes you know yourself you have to love yourself things things are great things are fantastic we are back up here on the callisto moon base at the pooptronic cellular the pooptronic cellular uh moon base alpha dude is what it is what it is it's all it's all awesome the setup the setup is a bit different ever since the uh space flea invasion they they had to do kind of a remodel in one of the uh One of the things here is the radio area. The area that we do the work in is now... It's now an open workspace. Engineer Emily is sitting right here next to me as opposed to her being at a booth. That... That's fun. You know, she's still behind the board. She's still doing all that stuff. Big up. To Engineer Emily. Big up to Iceberg. Iceberg's back here with us. We have... We have, uh... We've had a personnel change. MC Kate. She makes Mike Descend great. She has, in fact, signed with Sleeping Bag Records and is no longer an employee of Pooptronics. That... That doesn't mean... That she's not gonna drop in every once in a while doesn't mean she's not gonna uh, she's not gonna give us a new jam every once in a while. But day to day, she's down there. She's working with people like Marley Marl. She's working with people like Battle Cat, Battle Cat who produced LL Cool J. She's working. She's working with all the luminaries, dude. The Large Professor. They they all uh, taking a shine to her, man. It's great. We we'll get along. It'll be fine. It will be great. There is. There is, though, one major uh, change that is going to go into effect, and it is a scheduling change. Going forward, I'm only going to be doing three episodes a month. The schedule is going to go like this. It's going to go two on, one off, and then back on again. The reason for this, I don't want you guys to think that I don't enjoy doing this. I definitely do. The thing is, I don't feel like I get to do it to the level that it that it should be done. The weekly grind is something that I have... I've more than grown accustomed to. The show's part of my schedule. It's part of my life. It's part of everything. I enjoy it. I think it's great. But I, I sometimes have these ideas. I have things I want to do, and I just do not have the time during the show to do the show in the way that I want to. And I think if I get one week off, I can always... I can put these ideas like into effect. I I don't know if this is if this is making sense to you guys, but I I think that I can produce a better show. I think that I can make a better show, and I think that's what's stopping me from doing it to the maximum level is just it's just time, you know? I I want to do this the way that I think it should be done, and I I like doing features, and I don't get to do as many features as I would want to. I know, I know some of you guys have seen these fall off over the time, and the the only thing stopping me from doing them is just not having the time to do them, honestly. The show, the show's very productive, production intensive. Me and Emily are, we're chopping tape, like, 24 hours a day, and I don't mind. I think it's fun. I'm not complaining. The thing is, if I had more time, we could do better chopping we can do better things, and I'm hoping that going forward, that is going to be the case, I'm also hoping going forward with a, with a bit more extra time, I will also be able to sk- stay on a tighter schedule with the, uh, with the POS, the patron only show so if everything works out the way that I want it to, and I don't see why it won't, I think that I can do a POS the week that there is not a uh, standard uh, Icy Robots show release, that's, that's the goal We'll see how that works out, but I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't, so there's no better time than now to consider becoming a show patron over at supportthereport.com. It's still gonna stay that. I own the domain. We're gonna wait till it runs out, then we'll, then we'll think of something more fun, but, uh, go over to supportthereport.com. That's where we have the Patreon in full effect. You can, you can get a fun show every month. It's called POS. I love it. It's my baby. It's great. It's a, uh, it's a lot different. ...than this show. On this show, the Icy Robots show, with your host, the champ, Icy Robots. We are, we're stationed on a moon base on Jupiter's, uh, third largest moon, Callisto. We work at a, we work on a cell phone tower. It's me, Iceberg, Emily, and it's all, it's all good. The POS, though, is my adventures down there on Earth in Santa Rosa. It's me going to the dig, me going to the arcade, me going to McDonald's, me in the garage. I'm in the garage a lot. It's, it's like my day-to-day thing. There's a lot of, uh, little mixes in there. It's fun. I like it. I think it's cool. You want to get down with that if you, if you can afford it. It's like a dollar a month. Minimum dollar a month. Anything else is also, is also accepted. I don't know. It's fun. But, uh, what else is going on? This, this is gonna be like a pretty good episode, I think. Your dude, You dude me, see Robots, Young Laser Boy, it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, cover this, uh, what do we call it? A horror convention that I went to. I completely drew a blank on what we were going to talk about. We went to something called the Sinister Creature Con in in Sacramento, down there, down there on Earth. It was a, it was a horror convention. I got, I got a fun story about the whole thing and how I happened to go. The, the main draw for us was, uh, Sherilyn Finn, who you may know as, uh, Audrey from Twin Peaks. She's been in all, all sorts of things. She started, in, started in boxing Helena. She was in thrashing with Josh Brolin. She was in Just One of the Boys, she was on the Gilmore girls she's she's been in a lot a lot a lot of things and she was like she was like my biggest 90s crush when I was coming up I was I was so into her and to to actually get the chance to go and meet her in person and say hello and shake her hand was just it was exciting so we took the plunge we're gonna talk about that in a minute but before we do that we're gonna head into one of the one of the regular features here on the ice to robots show I, I feel like I gotta go break everything down you know because this is like this is episode number one dude it's not like everybody out there is a uh, a veteran of the 200 episodes of the uh, good old T R U R P T. oops i said the name i'm not supposed to say the name the the court injunction laid down by a uh, judge johnny five prohibits me but uh i slipped but uh one of the things we do here is a feature call at the movies where i talk about a movie i go to like every week i go to the movies a lot so far i've been like 50 times this year I don't know I like movies man we're gonna we're gonna talk about the latest and then uh, I don't know we'll be back in a sec with that Following in the footsteps of Ebert, Siskel and even that dude named Roper it's At The Movies with icy Robots <laughs> Critics everywhere are in love with Spider-Man Far From Home It's a giant-sized mega-movie. You're a superhero. kind of obvious. (laughs) Spider-Man is flying higher than ever. This has always been the plan. Holland and Zendaya are charming together. She knows. I told her. He didn't tell me. I figured it out. It's the best superhero movie of the year, including Endgame. Who else did Uh, you tell? Spider-Man Far From Home. That was great. Oh, that was so cool. (laughs) I was so nervous. Starts this Tuesday. Rated PG-13. I went to see, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home the day after I got out of Johnny Jail. I had been looking forward to this one for a long time because I really, really, really liked the first one. I think that, uh, Tom Holland is an amazing Spider-Man. He's easily the best of all the, uh, the people who have played Spider-Man in the, in the past. I think it's because he, uh, he appears younger. You know, the other guys were, they seem like really old. Not old, but like too old for, uh, Spiderman, you know, I, I liked this movie a lot, it was, um, just about as good as I thought it would be, and I thought that it would be, I thought that it would be pretty good if you, uh, if you based it all upon the, um, the first one, which was, it was a lot of fun, the, the previous few Marvel movies have all been a lot of fun, to be honest, the, uh, Infinity War, Thing the Ant Man, you know they've all they've all been uh, pretty decent lately. Marvel is hitting a uh, bit of a creative stride, I think. This was the final film in the uh, the previous wave of Marvel movies. We're going to be moving forward with with new stuff. This one it begins right after the end of the Infinity War. It um it starts off with uh, people reappearing from the uh, the blip. That's what, uh, everyone is calling it when Thanos, when Thanos, uh, put everyone out of existence, they're calling it, uh, the blip. And the movie starts off with people, like, reappearing from the blip, and you find out how they, how they, uh, reacted with that, and how it's affected, like, day-to-day life and stuff. I, I enjoyed that because it kind of gave you the perspective of, like, the man on the street. You know, the, uh, run-of-the-mill high school student and stuff. When I go and I check out movies like these, you know, the big Marvel movies. These, like, things with alien invasions and robots and superheroes and Asgardians. I wonder what it's like for, like, the run-of-the-mill dude on the street. For your, for your, you know, your jail Lunchbox. For your Tommy Salami. That was my buddy inside Johnny Jail. That's the guy who slurps the, uh, the soup. I, I wonder what it's like for these guys. Like, what's it like when you have to go to work? And there's an alien invasion. What's it like when you have to go and get a, get a meatball sub for your wife. And like, there's robots, you know, fighting in the streets. I, I wonder. And they, they give you a bit of that. So I think that's cool. And it kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, Spider-Man. Because he's, you know, the Joe Lunchbox of, uh, superheroes. You know, he's the one that's out there, like, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It's right in his name. I, I don't know. I, I like that perspective. It's a little bit more, a little bit more relatable than when he goes see, like, Thor Ragnarok, which was, you know, an amazing film. But I, I can't relate, I can't relate to being an Asgardian god taken prisoner. But, um, you know, we can all kind of sort of relate to Spider-Man. I think that's, that's his appeal. You know, that's the, uh, the appeal of the character. Um, the, the movie begins with the blip. And you see, uh, you know, Peter Parker is back on Earth and he's trying to get his trying to get his life back on track, we see all of his homies, you know Ned, Ned is dope, you get to see Flash, I think Flash is like, the funniest dude in all of, uh, all the Marvel movies, you get to see him, and they're all, they're all heading off on a, uh, school trip to Europe, you know, that's, that's all known, that's in the, uh, in the name, Marvel, uh, Spider-Man, far from home, you know, he's going, he's going somewhere else, and the adventure takes him to, like, Venice, They're trying to go to London, they're trying to go to Paris, when they bump into all this, like, uh, super villainy, you know, all this, uh, like, monsters are coming out, and they're attacking stuff, and things are going on, and Nick Fury's there, and Maria Hill, Maria Hill is there, which is, I think that's cool, I like Maria Hill from the comics, she appeared in, like, a New Avengers, this was, like, when, uh, when Captain America and all those guys were on the run during the, um, the Civil War, she... She was kind of big in it, you know, big wig at S.H.I.E.L.D. Eventually, she became the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's weird to see her as, like, uh, Nick Fury's lackey. And that's kind of what she is. When, when, you know, in the comics, they do not get along at all. She ousted Nick Fury, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. It's still, it's still nice to see her. It's nice to see, uh, like, a real small character that you like from the comics. Make it onto the, uh, onto the big screen. You're gonna be seeing that, like, more and more and more and more and more. Because as, like... As they keep piling these movies on, you know, eventually they're going to have to, they're going to have to get everyone. You're going to see the Taskmaster, you're going to see Photon, you're going to see D-Man, you're going to see the CI agent, you're going to see all these guys at some point. I have no news of that or anything, I'm just, I'm just throwing names out there for, uh, for fun. Let, uh, let us see, what else is to be known, but is not to be considered a spoiler? Mysterio is in the movie, the, uh, famed Spider-Man villain Mysterio is in it, he may or may not be a hero, he may or may not be, it's all, it's all a big mystery, his name is Mysterio, it's like, it's like right in the, uh, in the title, I, I don't think any of that's a spoiler, honestly, because if you ever... Like uh, viewed a Spider-Man cartoon or read a Spider-Man comic, you you kind of have an idea who uh, Mysterio is. I mean, his name is Mysterio, man. I know I keep going back to that, but it's it's a crucial point. I I think one of the things that makes these movies so fun is the side cast of people. The guy who plays Ned is great. Flash is great. the The blonde girl who is uh, the classmate is great. Martin Starr as the, uh, teacher is great, and in this one, I, I really came around on MJ, on Zendaya, I, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know in the first one, but in this, she, um, she's great, Zendaya has, like, she has, like, this weird coolness about her, you want to know how you want to appear cool, like, if you, if you really want to appear cool, you just, uh, you seem tired, like, you're a bit tired, maybe have, like, bags under your eyes, like, slight bags, and you appear disinterested, in things, and, uh, Zendaya does that perfectly, she also, she has, like, that awkwardness that teenagers have, she pulls that off really well, I, I came around on her in this one, for sure, I, I like this a lot, let's see what they have to say about it over on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, the movie runs for an hour and 30 minutes, it doesn't seem long, but the, uh, the third act, I, I, I say this, like, every time, the third act is, a uh, is a bit busy, you know, the battle, it's a lot of, not um, only like, computer effects and a lot of stuff like that. Which isn't, which isn't my bag, but it's also to be expected in movies like this. It was directed by John Watts, who, um, did the last one. So, you're familiar with his, uh, his work as so far. As of right now, let's see, the, uh, the critics have it at, uh, 92%. The audience is at 97%. They are... They're pretty, pretty close on that. I, I can get with it. It was, it was a lot of fun, sure to please most people. The Kid, the Kid 2.0 saw the movie the day before. Her and her friends went in the morning the day before. This is like something I rarely see in one of these Marvel movies. They, they go, uh, for young Tom Holland as, a uh, Spider-Man. And then, uh, she came to see it again with us the next day. That's, that's a real rarity. You know, like, uh, checking out a movie two days, like, in the, uh, in a row, so, you know, it gets her approval. She liked it both times. I liked it the one time. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. There was a lot of fun stuff in there that uh, definitely, like, deserves a a second viewing. The uh, the first of these uh, Tom Holland Spider-Mans. When it's when it's on cable, I often check out a few minutes of this. I have seen this like a thousand times. It's in the uh, the cable rotation. Right now, let's, uh, let's get going with the business. On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to give Spider-Man Far From Home a solid four mics. Four mics. The Jeffersons, Alice, and Trapper John M.D. will return next Sunday at their regular times on most of these stations. This past week, I threw up. Let's come and head out to for a convention. Here's what happened. Alright, so dig this. I'm going to start at the beginning, and the beginning of this tale is, it's about a year ago, give or take, like a month here or there. I, I was poking around on Facebook, and I saw an ad for something called the Sinister Creature Con in Sacramento, and in the, in the advertisement for the Sinister Creature Con was a picture of, there was a picture of Sherilyn Finn, my beloved Sherilyn Finn. Sherilyn Finn is somebody you might know, she was Audrey... On Twin Peaks, the waitress at the diner, she was in Just One of the Guys. She's been in, like, a million, billion movies. I I had the biggest crush on her. She was, like, my 90s big crush. I thought she was so great with, like, this, like, 50s look. Just just a beautiful woman, and she seemed really cool and stuff. And I I never thought, never, would I get the chance to uh, meet her. And then when I saw her on this thing, I'm like, I gotta go. I am not a big horror guy. I do like, like, a high-end kind of scary movie and stuff but I'm not the kind of guy who goes out and sees like every single every single scary movie so I've never that's not true I have actually been to a horror convention once I'll I'll try to talk about that at at some point but um I I'm not a regular goer of these type of shows I go to a fair amount of comic shows and toy shows I I've actually been to a few well more than a few like a bunch of different shows at this building in Sacramento so I thought you know This will be an easy peasy thing. We, we know the route. We've been there a million times. Let's, let's go. So we bought tickets to the show. And then, like, I don't know, one or two days before Sherilyn Finn canceled, she pulled out. This is, this is pretty common in the, uh, convention game. People, people with last minute, uh, cancelization. So I, I messaged the dude who was putting on the con and I said, hey, we were, uh, we were coming to see Sherilyn Finn. And I understand that things like this happen, but is there any way to get a refund on these tickets because we decided we weren't gonna go it wasn't it wasn't enough of a draw to drive like the two and a half hours to sacramento just to like i don't even recall who the guests were i think maybe the guy who's pinhead i i'm not sure but it wasn't it wasn't worth it to go down and see see pinhead and stuff so i i messaged the guy and he messaged me back and he said you know i'm really sorry i can't give any refunds on the tickets, but uh. Sherilyn Finn is going to be, she's rebooked for our next show. So if you don't mind waiting like a year, I'll uh, I'll give you tickets to that one. And to make it worth your while, I'll upgrade you guys to VIP. So you'll get some, you know, some swag, some stuff. And I said, oh, you know what? That's cool, man. I'm totally down for that. I, I can wait. And he said, just message me when the next show comes around and we'll we'll hook it up. So I, I just about completely forgot about it honestly I completely wiped it out of my mind then one day I'm sitting there and the uh the advert for the sinister creature con goes by there's Sherilyn Finn and I go oh yeah that show that we were gonna go to so I went and I messaged the guy and he responded just about instantly and made good on his promise he upgraded us to the gold VIP tickets which gave us a free t-shirt and enamel pin with the uh the logo of the show, which is, like, this octopus lady, this scary octopus lady, and, like, a poster, and a print, like, an exclusive lanyard that you can keep. I keep all my show lanyards. I have a box full of, uh, full of that stuff. I think it'll be cool someday to, like, scan these in when these are, like, shows from long in the past. 2.0. Might have to do it after I'm gone. But, uh, anywho, we got all that stuff, and also we got early admission if we, uh, if we show, uh, So chose to do so, but we did not, we, we tried to arrive uh, a little bit later in the day, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't feel like getting up. I do have to give it up to the people behind the Sinister Creature Con, they made do with their promise in spades, these gold level tickets were like $80 each, man, they, they really, really, really made do, and I, I consider them to be honorable, honorable men of honor, if you, if you're ever thinking about going to any of these shows, do so, it's, it's interesting, man, it was, it was a lot of fun. Let's, uh, let's see the day of the show we got up and we headed out. It was, it was kind of cool in the sense that we had like, we would spent the money a year ago for the ticket. So that money was long gone, not thought of in any way. So in a lot of ways, the whole experience seemed more freeing. You know, it wasn't like, I wasn't in a hurry to get down to the show because I didn't feel like I had to take everything in. Like if I pay for tickets, I want to take like, I want to take everything in. I'm the kind of guy who likes to get the most for their money. If I, if I spend some money, I want to get the maximum, the maximum enjoyment out of it. So I, I'll go early and I'll stay and I'll take everything in. I'll go to panels and everything. But I, I didn't feel like doing that so much this time because honestly, I had one objective. I wanted to go, I wanted to meet Sherilyn Finn and I wanted her to get a uh, signed, uh, I wanted her to sign a VHS. I had a, I had a VHS copy of a Boxing Helena. She's on the She's on the cover of it. It's a very nice one with, like, a lot of, a lot of black space for a, for a pin. I, I have one other autographed VHS. It's kind of something I'm thinking about dabbling in. If I do go to shows and I do get something signed, I think I might start getting them on a VHS. It'd be neat, be neat to have a collection of these. The other one I have is, um, it's Jackie Brown, signed by Robert Forrester, who I met at the, uh, at the theater here downtown. I did a whole, did a whole episode on it. It's great, but, um... All I wanted to do was I wanted to go, I wanted her to get to sign, wanted her to sign this, and then I wanted to bounce. She was doing a panel, and we debated staying around, but the panel was going to be later in the day. I believe it was 3.30, and I, I kind of hoped to, uh, to kind of be gone by then, to be honest, but we, we considered it. So anyway, we, you know, we dipped in the whip, and we, we started heading out there, me and the, me and the old wife. I wore a, wore my only, like, horror-related t-shirt. It's from a Gorgon video, they're the company that put out, uh, Faces of Death and all that creepy stuff. I don't even know why I have this, why I have this shirt. I've never, I've never even so much as seen a face of Death. But I saw this somewhere, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. That has, like, a VHS on it. That's a neat, that's a neat shirt. So I wore that to the show. The wife, she wore something scary, too, but I don't remember what it was. And I, I kind of felt like I might be, I might be overdoing it, you know, in a way. I'm like, I wonder if other people there. But then once we got there, oh, I'll get to that. When we, uh, when we get to that point, but we, we headed out that way and we decided to go the back route through, uh, through Sonoma and through Vallejo and stuff. There's a whole other, whole other way you can go to Sacramento. It's not near us and not like at all, but, uh, we decided to go like the more, the more scenic route, you know? And, uh, as we were going, we saw a, we saw a rummage sale at this place called the Sonoma Developmental Center. It's this building that was built like way, 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 way back in the day to help disabled people Get job training and things like that. It's a massive, like a massive campus. And they're in the process of closing it. It's it's like this local deal of what's going to happen to the property. But these buildings are old and they're great. They're beautiful. I don't know what year this place was built. But the the architecture has that old style that I like. They're like stone buildings. It's just gorgeous. I've never I've never had the chance to be on the campus. And I had my camera with me because we were going to the show. So I got like a ton of good pictures. We, we went all around. The place on the way there because I've never been able to access it before, and it was great to be able to, to be able to do so. And then we actually hit up the rummage sale there. I mean, of course we did, and I got I got some amazing stuff. And this is all this is all part of the horror show story. It's like the whole day, you know. But um, we we got a a TV VCR. I can always use one of those. I have it like in in deep storage for when the one I have the one that I have now breaks. And I got a I got a poster. It's this poster of a. Of a Black Panther sitting on a, uh, like, a rock outcropping in outer space. Like, you can see he's looking at Mars. It's amazing. The Space Panther poster. I've hung it, I've hung it up in the garage. It's great. It's already, it's already framed. It cost a dollar. I was so, I was so excited. What else do we get? The wife got, like, she got a whole case of shampoo. Like, a sealed case of shampoo for a dollar. She's like, this is seriously a year's worth of shampoo. So, that's. That's awesome. Anytime you can come up on something like that, it's great. We got some other, some other utilitarian stuff like that. I think we got some tape, like a case of duct tape for like $2. But the, the main draw was being able to actually go into the Sonoma Developmental Center and get a bunch of pictures. I'll post those. I'll post those along with the, uh, with the convention picks. Uh, Those will go up on the Thursday on the Thursday after this episode, look on the Facebook page, Facebook.com dot com backslash icrobot. When we uh got back from the show, I I did uh like a smidge, like a smudge, a smidgen of research on the Sonoma Developmental Center and and looking at like YouTube videos and stuff. This is like this is like a popular haunted spot. Like people go there and like ghost hunt and stuff. I I don't believe in ghosts. I'm not a ghost guy. I do think like stuff like that's kind of fun, but I, I don't I don't like. I don't, like, think it's real or anything, but, um, if there was a haunted place, I could see it being this. This place, this place is extra creepy, but it's, it's beautiful. There is, like, a carousel on there, this, like, this, like, broken-down carousel. I got, I got pictures of the horses, and there's so many buildings. It's, it's massive. It's, like, it's like a college. But, um, anywho, we went there, and that was, that was definitely fun. You know, when you go on a trip, the- the side trips are what really makes it exciting. the the destination is always great but if you can if you can tie in a couple little things on the side too that that's awesome. let's uh let's take a quick commercial break from an episode sponsor. It's a it's a feature film known as uh, Boxing Helena. for what I hear it's a weird one. We'll we back in a sec. Its creation started a controversy. You're everything to me. You're nothing to me. Its story ignited a scandal. You have the faintest idea how to make me feel good. On September third, this is unheard of. I love her. You will know why. It starts Friday, September third, at a theater near you. Boxing Helena is an ill movie. It's ill, dude. I don't want you guys to think that I support it in any way. I I just liked the way the cover looked when I when I brought it to uh, present. To present to Miss Finn, I, I don't know, dude, that was the, uh, that was the time, man, there was a lot of weird movies going on, that was, that was definitely one of the weirder ones that I saw back in the day, I don't even want to get into it, if you want to know what it's about, go, go Wikipedia it, but, uh, we eventually made it to Sacramento, we made it to the show, and there was, there was, like, the longest line I've ever seen at this Mason building, there. I go to this building like a few times a year, man, and you have to wait in a small line to get in, but it's nothing compared to what I saw at the Sinister Creature Con. The parking lot was full. I've never seen that before. We actually had to park around the corner on a, on a side street. Never, not never. There's ample parking. It was, it was wild, man. There were weirdos everywhere. Now, I imagine when you go to like a toy show or a comic show, to the outsider, these people look they look weird, too, in their superhero cosplays and all this stuff. But that, that seems like fun, harmless fun. And this just be, might be, like, my skewed perspective. But this was, this was a show, this was a crowd. This was, like, the streets were full of dudes dressed like monsters, dressed like bloody murder victims, dressed like serial killers. It was, it was pretty ill. I'm not saying I was bothered. I wasn't bothered in any way. It's, you know, like, just like a normal day, you know, in your see robots. But, um, it was, uh... It was wild, man. We we had to, like, pass through, like, a guy dressed like Jeffrey Dahmer, a guy dressed like, uh, Jason Voorhees, like, all these, all these, uh, scary things while getting to the door, and the line to get in was forever. It took maybe, maybe, like, 40 minutes to get in. I was, I was really surprised. It was hot. It was hot, too, so by this point, I'm like, mm, I don't know, uh, my enthusiasm was starting to wane, and then when we finally got into the building, it was, it was Packed. It was, like, wall to wall. You could barely move. We could barely get from the point of entry into, like, the actual show. It took minutes. It was so jam-packed full of people dressed like Freddy Krueger. Like, people dressed like the Son of Sam. Like, people with, like, big knives stuck out of their head. It was, it was wild. One of the things, though, that was, like, the wildest to me, and what was wild about it was, like, this was not known to me. Was that, uh, Sam Jones, who you might know as Flash Gordon from the, uh, from the 80s Flash Gordon pick? was there in the flesh signing autographs. Like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, I'm, like, squishing through, and I turn, and Sam Jones is sitting at a table right there. I just about fainted. I just about passed out. It might have been, it might have been because I was being crushed between a, uh, between a predator, and on the other side, there was, like, a mummy. You know, I was getting squished, but it might have... It might have been from the excitement of seeing Sam Jones in the flesh. I almost fainted, dude. I was, like, so dizzy. I had to, I had to get, like, a little piece of paper and fan myself off, honestly. I had the vapors. Like, I was a southern belle. And then it, it got all the better when, like, Sam Jones turned around and he noticed me. And I said, hey, Sam Jones. And he's like, how's it going, man? I said, good. Going good. So, I actually had a moment where I got to say hi to Flash Gordon. I never, not never thought I would get that chance. I thought maybe. Like, maybe I would get the chance at a show. But I... I never, not, never thought I would get it that day. This day was big enough. I was going to meet Sherilyn Finn. And I, I, uh, I'll get to that in a sec. We eventually did. We managed to get into the vendor room. And it was jam-packed, like, wall to wall. I am not even kidding. You could barely move in there. I am not exaggerating at all when I say it took us, like, a good 40 minutes to get around this building. 40 sweaty minutes. It was, like... It was like squishing through people the whole time. And we were, we were moving fairly briskly. This isn't a big building either. It's as big as maybe like a high school gym, like a high school basketball gym where they'd have the games and stuff. Not a big time, not a big time high school, like Santa Rosa High School. Maybe like a, maybe like a more smaller one, like Piner High or Montgomery, you know, something, something like that. But, uh. It took forever to get through, and we were moving quickly because there wasn't, like, a ton of stuff I was into. I got... I got nothing against horror. I got nothing against scary stuff, but it's not necessarily, like, my cup of tea. So there wasn't just, like, a ton of things for me to check out, you know? I was kind of... kind of just moving through and looking at stuff. There was, like, scary jewelry and scary projects people made. One guy... one guy had, like, all these butcher knives with, like, uh, horror icons, like Freddy Krueger and stuff painted on them. Stuff like that. There was a dude, though... That was selling, uh, selling t-shirts of serial killers. And I have to say, I understand how serial killers are a little bit interesting. Like the, like the psychology of them and stuff. It's not my bag, but I can see how it's interesting. But when, when people like idol worship these dudes and like wear them on t-shirts and stuff, I got to say that's like, that's like incredibly bad taste because their victims had families. And their victims had people who cared about them. And they're... They're still around and it's just, I don't know, it's an incredibly bad taste, as far as I'm concerned. but uh, at any rate, we we went around and we looked at all the stuff. We saw Joe Bob Briggs was there. By the time we got there, Joe Bob Briggs was on break, and I never did, never get to see him. and we we went by his table a few times because I wanted to uh, I wanted to lay eye on Joe Bob Briggs. We saw Kane Hoder who you might know is Jason Voorhees. I think he was Jason Voorhees in the first one. I am not, I'm not an expert. You'd have to ask Vic Sage and the Projectionist on Saturday Frights about that. But I, I do think that he was that guy in that. And I, I got to lay eyes on him. That was kind of neat. I, I was surprised. He's a lot smaller than I expected. It looked like he was, I don't know, maybe like 150 pounds. He may have been, he may be aged since the last time I've seen him interviewed or anything. And I, like I've said it many times, I'm not, I'm not an authority on this. And then we saw, we saw the guy who was the voice of the Crypt Keeper. He seemed like he had the longest line in the whole thing. And when the, the buildings crowded like he was, the line and the crowd all got mixed in together. So it was, it was, it was really jam-packed and it was really hot. So we decided let's, let's just go. Let's talk to Sherilyn Finn and let's just get out of here. We'll be back in a sec with some of that. But let's, uh, I got a neat little interview segment with Sherilyn Finn. Let's play that and we'll be right back. Before Sherilyn's movie career took off, she was Audrey Horn on the cult TV show Twin Peaks. So M. Ender 6909 asks, What did you least enjoy about Twin Peaks? It became at times weird for the sake of being weird. You'd shoot. So many episodes in three months and it'd only be three days in the world of Twin Peaks so you don't have a lot of room to grow. That's why this is so great, being able to do um, a mini-series where it reaches so many people. You work for a period of time and then you're off to something else. Here's some extra info on Sherilyn Fenn. After high school, she tried for a job as a Playboy bunny, but flunked out of bunny school. She loves Italian food and good Chianti wine. Her favorite perfume is Chanel Number 5, and, sorry guys, she's married to musician Toulouse Holiday. That was, uh, that was pretty informative, right? We learned... We learned a little bit about Sherilyn Finn. So after, like, going around the vendor room for a while, we decided to try to make our way over to her. And these these kind of things make me nervous. I I can be a charming guy, and I'm a nice guy, but I, I do get nervous when I meet people for the first time, especially somebody that I've I've admired from afar for a long time. You know, I used to have, like, pictures of her pinned up on my wall of my bedroom when I was a kid, right? And I and never, not never got to uh, think I'd get the chance to talk to her. You know, so it was, it was a bit nerve wracking. The wife was with me and she's a Sherilyn Finn fan too. She's, she's in the Twin Peaks and all that stuff. So she, she enabled me to get my courage and we, we got in line to go talk to her. The line wasn't like super long. There's maybe like three or four people in front of us. And as we, as we kind of worked our way through, she seemed, she seemed really nice. Like she was taking her time and she was talking to people. Some kid was there dressed as Princess Leia. And she asked her some Star Wars question, just some, like, some, like, random Star Wars question, and she spent, like, I'm not even kidding, like, three or four minutes, like, answering this question about, I think it was, it was something about Anakin Skywalker, I couldn't, I couldn't make it out, it was, it was really long, but she, you know, was super nice and answered this question on a, on a sidebar. While we were in line, the uh, the guy from the Crypt Keeper, Crypt Keeper voice guy, was right next to where we were, and he had he had the biggest line by far. He was doing um he was doing voicemails for people, and he he looked over at me, he saw me, and I don't know why he looked over and he smiled at me, and he went like, "Hello, kiddies, it's me, John hear the voice of the Crypt Keeper." <laughs> that was kind of cool, but uh. Eventually, we made it over to Sherilyn Finn, and I was I was a bit nervous. I had to hand the uh, videotape, the boxing Helena tape. I I want to I want to talk about this for a second. Boxing Helena is like a super weird movie about a guy who keeps a girl prisoner. And the the main reason that I got this tape for her to sign is not the content of the movie. It's because sadly. She's just not on the cover of, like, a ton of movies. She's not on the cover of, like, Just One of the Guys. She's not on the cover of Thrash, and she's not on the cover of any of these things, because for the most part, she's, like, she's, like, not the lead, sadly. So I I had to kind of look around to find one that she was on, and on the cover of this, she looks really pretty. It's, like, a very nice, it's a very nice cover. Of course, it has, like, Julian Sand on it as well, and that, that knocks it down. But it was, it was, uh the only choice in a world of not very many choices. So I I had the tape, and I passed it to the girl who was her assistant, and she looked on it, and she, she said hi, and blah, 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 and we paid and stuff. And then finally we got the chance to talk to her, and man, she was super duper nice. She's like, oh, VHS, Boxing Helena. And she started talking to us about Boxing Helena, and then my wife started talking to her about the Gilmore Girls. My wife is like a Gilmore Girls addict. So she... She started talking to her about that, and they, they, like, really hit it off. Like, I'm watching the two of them talking, I'm like, they could be, like, old pals. They were really, really, you know, going at it. It was really interesting to see, and I, I had, like, a couple little questions. I don't remember what they were. I was, honestly, I was a bit starstruck by the whole thing, you know, so I don't even remember what we talked about. One thing I do remember is, like, she told me that she drove down. She didn't fly. She's like, oh, yeah, they offered me a ticket, but the airport's such a hassle, I just... I just drove, it was like six hours, and then she started telling me how she had a fire in her apartment, which is, which is a bummer, and all these things, she was like super duper duper nice, when you, when you venture out and meet people you idolize, you always face the risk that they might be jerks, I myself haven't really come across that, everybody I've met has been really nice, but I hear, I hear convention horror stories from people all the time, and so when I when I go out and do this i I get a little concerned that maybe the person's gonna be a jerk what if I go up and they're a jerk and then i'm then I'm like left with an autograph to somebody that I used to like that I don't want anymore because they gave me a bad experience you know what a what a bummer but she turned out to be sweet as the day is long we shook hands she signed the tape I got the tape in the room overall it was a very nice experience me and the uh, old wife both left feeling like. That was really great. We had a super fun time. And then as soon as we were done, the second we were done, we bounced. We bounced right out of there and we, we went to Long John Silver's. I love Long John Silver's. And there was one in Sacramento. We had to like, we had to like loop around and loop around to finally find it. But we did. We did find it. We also found a toy store named Toy Fusion in Sacramento. I I followed them on Facebook because I try to keep up on all the, uh, all the Bay Area toy shops and stuff. You know, I just want to I want to know what's up, and I, I may have been there, like, once in the past, the wife seems to think that we had, but I don't recall going there, but the store was fun, they had a lot of neat stuff, they had a G.I. Joe Terror Dome in the box, they had all these fun things, I, what did they end up buying, I didn't get anything, the old wife got a couple Barbies, I had a, um, I had a He-Man character, Beast Man, Beastman's Man's one I need. He's a uh, Skeletor's lackey. And I have Skeletor and I'd like to get Beast Man. I, I asked him how much the Beast Man cost and he did the one thing that I do not like. He looked it up on eBay. That, that really turns me off. I have to admit, man, if you, if you don't know what something costs, just kind of take a stab at it, you know, or, or whatever. But when you say to me, oh, let me look it up on eBay. It just makes me think, well, then why don't I just buy it on eBay? They'll deliver it to my house and give me like a money back guarantee and all this stuff. I can use PayPal. It'll be easy. I'm here in your store. I, I don't know. I also think like, why not in your spare time, just look the things up so that when people ask, you don't have to write in front of them, look it up on eBay. That's just me. But I, I did enjoy what they had in the store. I thought it was a very nice place, very big, a lot bigger than I'd seen in the pictures. And that was, that was like the nice cherry on the day on the trip to Sacramento and the Sinister Creature Con. So there you have it, man. That's my tale. Sinister Creature Con 2019, a lot of fun. Let's move into the final seg. You've done the impossible and made it to the final segment of the show. This is the part where I see robots talks about stuff you bought, saw or was thinking about. It's pretty random. All right, it is me, and we are back. I I was just taking a sip of my coffee, and I uh, I burnt my tongue, which is uh, which is no fun. So if you notice that your dude sounds a bit weird, it is because I I got like a blister on the tip of my tongue. Isn't that uh? Isn't that wacky? I have realized I didn't talk about Johnny Jail at all. I have spent the last week incarcerated in a cell locked down in a cell like I was uh Chuck D in the uh Black Steel in the hours of chaos It was it was all right it was mostly boring I made a friend I made uh, this guy named Tommy Salami. you might know him as the uh, He is the guy who was uh slurping soup in the initial the initial uh Johnny uh Court promo we did we did way back in the day. Well, they did. They did it. I aired it. I, I became good friends with guy. He is uh he's from uh, Bayonne, New Jersey. He's a construction worker. Really, really nice guy. I, I want to have him on the uh, program at uh, some point, but um, it might be it might be hard. Dude's always out there working. But uh, he had my back. You know, we had, um, we had a couple troubles with, uh, some guys in there, and he, he had my back, man, and I, I appreciate that a lot. For the most part, though, it was mostly just boring. I, if I didn't have Tommy Salami to hang out with, I would have been, like, crazy mad bored. Dude taught me how to play hearts. I, I've never been one for card games, not that I think they're lame or anything, I just, um, I don't know any. So, getting to, uh, learn one was... That was fun, we played Battleship, there was a computer lab with a, with a Tandy, I played Downland like I did when I was a kid, I, I wanted to get my workout on, you know, some uh, Summer of Fitness, Time to Shine stuff, but all they had was like exercise bands, they didn't have any weights or anything, so that was, that was kind of lame, I don't know, the facilities weren't that great, the commissary wasn't that great, but most of all, it was just, uh, it was boring. You know, it was like super boring. Every day was the same. Everything was like the same old, same old. I, I do not know if I would have made it a longer than a week. I I might have hung myself just out of a straight boredom. So I don't, I don't know. Let's, uh let's like, we just want to put that in the past. You know, I just want to like put that in the past. I want to leave those, uh those incarcerated times behind me. You know, I, I don't want to dwell on that. I don't want to dwell about the time I spent in a cell. You know, it was... It was like another lifetime ago. Let's see. What is going on in the world? I got a Migo! I got a new amigo. I have finally picked myself up the, uh, the Joe Namath. Joe Namath, of course, the famous Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe was, uh, he was a Target exclusive. I, I'd wanted to get him for a while. I just, uh, I hadn't done it. I, I finally picked him up on eBay. And I want you guys, uh, to tell me what you, what you think of this. I picked him up from a seller who had, uh, he had free shipping. And I think it was, like, it was only, like, $17.99 shipped. It was, uh, it was a good deal. But the dude, the dude packed it in an envelope. And when I got it, the card was, like, it's mangled. The corners are mangled. The bubble is dented. And I, I don't really worry about it that much. Um, I'm gonna open it, you know, so I don't really, like, care that much. But I did, I did feel like it was worth, like, reaching out to the dude just to, like, just to let him know, hey man, don't uh don't mail an action figure in an envelope. And I I sent him like a pretty polite message where I told him I got it. It's dented, but I'm not too I'm not too worried about it. And his reply to me was like well, you get what you get with uh, free shipping. So I I don't know. I I did not like that. And I've never I've never negative anybody on eBay. I've never left a negative feedback. I've never left a neutral feedback cuz for the most part I have I have pretty good experiences. It's either it's either good or, you know, fine. Never never bad, but the The guy, I didn't, I didn't like that reply. I, I don't know, man. Just because, uh, there's no shipping charge doesn't mean that you, that you, like, half, um, half-step the, uh, shipping, the packing, rather. I, I sell stuff on eBay, you know, from time to time, and I do free shipping. And when I do, you know, I, I still pack things in a box. It's not like, oh, well, the, uh, the cost of shipping doesn't really affect the quality of the shipping. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know. I was annoyed. Do you think that I should uh neutral him or negative? I don't think I will, but I I don't uh I don't I didn't like the response. I looked at his feedback and dude had like a ton, a ton, a ton of negatives and every single one he wrote like a snarky reply. Like that's what you get that's what you get, you get what you deserve, stuff like that, I, I think that if I would have seen this ahead of time, I might not have ordered from Dude, but I did, and, uh, irregardless, I have the, uh, I have the Broadway Joe here, let's, uh, let's bust him open, he is in his, uh, his New York Jets uniform with the famous green, the green and white, he has a helmet, let's, let's pop it open, I've been wanting to, uh, check this guy out, I got him before I went to Johnny Jail, so I've been, I've been thinking about it the whole time, let's, uh, Let's get him open. We don't have to be too careful about the card because he's already he's already pretty mangled. It um the facial likeness of Broadway Joe is really good. Oh, he has a football. I didn't even see the uh football there. That's nice. He has a helmet and a football. Let's let's take him off the card. His his shoulder pads are on the outside of his uniform. I think I I think I read somewhere that was to illustrate to people that he had them. You know, so people would know that they were they were in there. Let's see how his helmet fits on his head. Ah, eh, not too tight, but it doesn't—it doesn't look too bad. There's no way for him to really hold onto his football either. I thought maybe it would have like a, like an indentation or something where I could put his hand, but it—it it doesn't have anything like that. Let's uh, let's take his shirt off and put the shoulder pads on. We'll see what um, we'll see what that's like. I'm um, I'm stripping him down right here right here in front of you guys playing with my dolls playing with my dolls my doll clothes let's see his shirt his shirt comes off pretty easily it's kind of kind of stuck on his nose as we all know broadway joe has kind of kind of a famous trademarked giant uh schnoz let's uh i can't really get it off oh there we go let's try his uh shoulder pads on here they they go on pretty easily let's see how the the jersey goes back on over the uh over the shoulder pads here let's put his head through oh it opens up i didn't have to pull it over his head it uh it has velcro it's more like a like a a snap shirt like a button-up shirt let's get his arms in here first Uh, 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 uh. playing with broadway joe gonna put his shirt on and we shall see i'm not good with doll clothes honestly i i can barely get myself dressed in the morning you know i have a hard time like Getting a doll dressed. Oh, these look pretty good. Let me Velcro him shut here and we'll see what he looks like. Oh, you know, that looks good. He looks like a football dude. I, I don't know. I'm not like a big football fan, to be honest with you guys. So Broadway Joe kind of, um, he, uh, transcends football. You know, he's like, he's like a mainstream celebrity. He looks cool. I like him. I don't know. I'm not, ai uh, I don't know if he's going to enter the Amigo fighting a league, but he may... He might. He has, a uh, cleats. The cleats are nice. He has socks. Nice stripy socks. I, I dig him, man. He's gonna go up there proudly with the, uh, with the rest. I think I saw somewhere you can find, like, um, a New York Jets logo to put on his helmet if you so, if you so desire. Because this isn't, like, a license by the NFL. It's licensed by, uh, the Broadway Joe people. He's cool, man. I, I like him. I think I saw Joe Namath on TV. He was doing a commercial for, like, Life Insurance or something the other day. I... I don't know, he's cool, I dig him, I, um, I used to like this movie he was in called CC Writer, where he was like a, um, like a motorcycle dude, I don't know, this is cool, definite good Mego quality, of course, I, I'm always happy to have a new Mego for my collection, I, I think this eliminates all the ones I wanted out of that, uh, last gen set, so, now we're moving forward into the, uh, into the next wave with, uh, Rocky and all those, uh, other cool ones, while we're... While we're on the subject of that, I saw some dude on the Amigo forum, the Amigo ambassador group. He took a, he took a Muhammad Ali. The Muhammad Ali's are on clearance right now. I saw some at Target. They're like six bucks. He, um, he got a Muhammad Ali and he, uh, he took the head off and he got one of the uh, Rocky Three action figures from way back in the day. And he took the head off of Clubber Lang and he stuck it. On the body of the Muhammad Ali to make his own, uh, Clubberling, Muhammad Ali-style Migo. I... I think that's neat. I do have... I have the, uh, Clubber. But I don't wanna... I don't wanna pop his head off. I'm not very handy. I'm afraid if I do, I'll, uh... <laughs> I'll ruin the whole thing. I... I wish I had two. If I had two, I would definitely give it a shot. Because it, um... It looked pretty good. It looked pretty authentic. You know? I'm trying to think if there's any other toy-related news. Any other things to talk about. I... I think I have to save some of that for next, uh, episode. You know, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, burn the, uh, burn the candle all the way down to the bottom this time out. When we, when we return next week, we're gonna do some, you know, Summer of Fitness. It's gonna be your time to shine. I, I still need to get some of those, uh, messages in from you guys, dudes. I need to know what you're doing as far as, uh, Summer of Fitness. It's been, it's been a bit rough for me being in Johnny Jail and stuff, but that doesn't mean that you guys are, uh, off the hook as far as Summer of Fitness, hit me up with those, uh, hashtags, Summer of Fitness on Twitter, that's at Robots. that is incredibly important, you know, fitness, fitness of the body begins and then ends with fitness of the mind it's uh it's all it's all tied together dudes so i don't know i think this has been uh this has been a good one this has been a nice way to uh, get the thing going the uh first episode of the of the I C robots show i i don't know what else there is to say i i gotta uh i gotta go i guess as far as, uh, as far as this is. But I'll see you guys next week. I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that this is all going so good. So until next time. If you don't know. Now you know. Because we only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right. E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Hi. If you've got a second, please drop by supportthereport.com and peruse all of the patron-exclusive content available to those who have the kindness, nay, the courage, to toss in a couple of bucks in support of the greatest podcast in the world, The I.C. Robot Show. It's well worth the time, and on an ethical tip, it's what Captain America would do. Supportthereport.com.